Welcome, Path Folk, to the Find the Path Ventures actual play of the War for the Crown Adventure Path. Now with books. I've heard of dangerous knowledge, but this is being made quite literal in this case. <laughs> this yep. is getting a little uh, ridiculous. Scrolls and books and everything is just coming out the walls, attacking us. Step into a good book. <laughs> oh, no. Or the book will step to you. Yeah, or step into a bad book and reap the consequences. Jumping back into things, we're uh, continuing with the exploits of our noble scions. Deep beneath the hallowed halls of the Taldane Senate, the party has found themselves trapped in the archives, the lost archives beneath the Senate building. It's been fun yeah. times. More like the forgotten archives where people were just like, eh, we don't have the time to mess with that. And so it's just gone to ruin. As with most of Taldor, it has been locked away and forgotten. Mm. Well, it has a bunch of royals and stuff down here now, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. There's a whole kingdom and everything. It's true. The kingdom seems to be comprised of like three people, but yeah, you had explored down here, had found uh, some other survivors that have been accompanying you in the form of uh, Lord uh, Wilfen, Sir Guy, Lady Gell, Amistos, uh, the senatorial aide, Dame Malfane Trant, and uh, uh, Zubari, the archbanker. After uh, exploring around for a little bit of time, you'd eventually found an ancient abandoned temple of Aerodine. <laughs> My goodness. Yeah, at the very least, as you've been informed, the proper pronunciation yes. for Aerodin is. Yes. It's definitely Aerodin. Everybody's been wrong for a really long time. For a very, and, very and long so time. So he got fed up with humanity mispronouncing his name and decided to take a hundred year nap. <laughs> yes. yes. You know, like like gods do. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, none of that is true. And it was actually a. What? Uh, Giant yeah. scam. Wait, what? That was all yeah. a lie? That was all a lie. I'm sorry. <laughs> Don't say. I hate to break. I don't want to confuse any of our audience in thinking that this is canon. Uh, none of that is canon. I believe the uh, I believe the official canon, as I received at PaizoCon once, was uh, Aridin slipped and fell getting out of the bathtub. Uh, yes. Of course. I kind of hope that is I the mean, reason. Feels right. Yeah. Uh, Just no, in fact, you had a, a chance to speak with a, a mysterious creature of which you were never able to determine who or what it was, uh, but went by the name of. Uh, High, pri High priest yeah. Vicar. Vicar. <laughs> yep. Yes. Sweet. He had informed you that he was down here. Lord. He was appointed high priest by the king of the underworld, an individual by the name of uh, Daggio. You had then uh, apparently an extraordinarily powerful wizard, uh, according to him. Well, I mean, he at least did the circle stuff that we've seen everywhere. Yeah, and seems to have been responsible for drawing circles all over the place. You then gone to go and seek out an individual he referred to as Twelve, the High Archivist, uh, which is apparently located on the opposite side of the uh, the archives down here from where you are. Making your way over there, uh, Gwen was briefly uh, almost murderized by a piece of paper. Yeah, rude. Yep. <laughs> As you guys went over there and started to explore, you did find a journal, however. Uh, that yeah. seemed to have been of some note. The journal mm -hmm. of one Senator Eros Glendower. Who solved the whole dying problem. Yeah, apparently had, had figured out how to not die. But, but destroyed all of his research. Because, of course, that's what you do, you know. Mm -hmm. Well, he didn't want anyone else to claim it. He wanted yeah, to make sure that he was him. invaluable to the circle. And the apparently circle. something to do with, like, the familiar bonding process, too, which is interesting. Yeah, it did seem like that, right? And, and uh, Daggio was described as, like, what, like two foot four? 
Yeah, He's somewhere around there. Yeah, so like some kind of homunculus or something. And very hairy or something, I believe. Yeah. 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 So who knows? So it'll be interesting. <laughs> you, get, you get in there, it's just a chimp. Just sitting oh there. Oh my God. <laughs> I oh, mean, man. you know, <laughs> I've been down here so long, immortal. I've gotten sentient. <laughs> yeah, he's he's gained sentience, but he can't quite remember his previous life. And keep drawing circles, and he just can't remember the symbols he used to bang together all the time. <laughs> oh, oh no! Oh no! That's so sad. Now it's apparently some sort of uh, clockwork chimp. Oh jeez! Banging symbols. <laughs> anyway, uh, no, none of that is true. You yeah. fought off the uh, the guardian spell scroll. Uh, retrieved a couple of uh, useful spells, uh, and then continued on making your way into a, a larger room, an even larger repository of knowledge. All of this knowledge just buried under here, forgotten for, according to that journal, that journal was nearly two centuries old, so you don't yep. know if that was the last time someone else had actually been down here. Mm. Yeah, and we haven't had a time to really look through everything, but most of the stuff we looked at was fairly mundane, you know, Senate records kind of stuff. And uh, as far as you could determine, apparently, the uh, Digio... Assuming that the time on that is accurate, which there's no reason for them to fake it, means Daijo is at least 200 years old. And they yeah. said he was old before he even was brought in for the experiment. The experiment, like, reversed his aging and made him immortal, maybe? Yeah, that's yeah. the implication. Or yeah. yeah. But now Cornelius is about to get eaten by a book. A book yep. with legs! You had all <laughs> pressed on into a, a larger room. Towering rows of bookshelves filling the uh, the sides of this chamber along the left and right-hand side, uh, separated by a low shelf and countertop running the room's length. A door exiting off the opposite end of this room as you'd made your way in. Uh, the ceiling's in here some 20 feet high, the bookshelves reaching all the way up to the ceiling with long tracks with uh, ladders to allow people to access the uppermost reaches of this room. You had made your way across before uh, Gwen had turned back after having heard something moving uh, nearby. And it turned to see a creature, a, little a set of insectile legs emerging from a book, sharp teeth ringing the tome's edges, and a ribbon bookmark protruding menacingly mm -hmm. from its open pages. And then we saw its picture and went, oh, cute. <laughs> Some of y'all did. The spider legs on it creeped me out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think we left off with it, uh, with it crouching, preparing to spring at Cornelius. No. Yeah. Who did not roll a good perception check. None of us did, really. Yep. Just, thankfully, just Gwen got a decent one, so yeah. she saw it about to get you. But everybody mm -hmm. else just thinks I have a concussion. So, <laughs> To be fair, you got beat up in the last fight. Let me uh, cue up a little Sirenscape. Sirenscape, watch what you read. Well, we're about to take a look inside this book. Take a look. <laughs> it's in a book. It's eating Cornelius. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm in so much danger. Gwen did turn around and, you know, her eyes got real wide and she was like, Cornelius? And he's like, what's up? And she's like, eh? <laughs> what's up, Pincus oh lady? <laughs> All right. So, Jessica, what did we get for Verity? Verity rolled a nat one for a four. Cool. Didn't you do that last two? Two combats in a row, baby. Wow. Yeah. Uh, Jordan, what about Cornelius? Uh, Cornelius rolls a 10 for a 12. All right. And Heather, what about Gwen? Uh, Gwen rolls a nine for a 10. Rachel, what about Felix? Uh, Felix got an 18 for a 20. Very nice. good. And Ross, how are we looking for Oliver? Oliver also got an 18 for a 20. There nice. we go. Woo! All right. Starting to look a little up. <laughs> so combat begins. Technically, surprise attack round begins. Oh, no. Uh, only Gwen, unfortunately, will be acting the surprise attack round. Besides she did manage to hear um, one of them. 
Uh, Wait, oh. what? More? Oh, what? No. no! That's not what I wanted to hear. Oh, so, there's a swarm. The first one, the one perched next to Cornelius, uh, lashes out with its ribbon. Oof. Trying to paper cut me. That is a 16 to hit Cornelius's touch AC. Yeah, that would hit Whoa. my regular AC. Because they're the same. <laughs> I don't have armor. Will a 16 beat your combat maneuver defense? Uh, yes. Is this going to latch onto your face? Because that's Even what all things here do. <laughs> <laughs> Everything here is a face hugger. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, again, as Gwen points over Cornelius's shoulder, Cornelius starts to turn. This ribbon whips out, wraps thrice around your neck uh, oh, before no. slapping onto the side of your face, wiggling a little bit before it begins to shove itself into your ah! left ear. Ah! Uh, no, I want oh, you to no, make a will no, save. No, no, no. you're trying to lick your brain. Oh, no. No, no. I roll a nine for a 12? A oh, 12? No. Oh, Probably not good. As this snakes over and basically like, it doesn't go into, into your ear and you hear soft whispering. Ooh. In an instant, your mind begins to flood with images and visions of historical battles of people and places of this collected knowledge and lore of various historical events, mostly military. If this had been consensual, that'd be pretty cool. You have made a (laughs) successful will save, so you're not overwhelmed by it. So despite the fact that your brain is going all over the place, you're able to still focus in the moment and don't become uh, completely unaware of your surroundings. Well, that's wonderful. Jeez. Wow. A second one skitters out from across the other side of the room and runs under the table uh, behind Oliver. Um, As Oliver just hears this click, 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 click sound of little spider legs rushing across the floor. Oh, gosh. Wait, no, I think I hear something now. I hear it now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Just so you guys know that these uh, these books are about two feet in length um, and weigh about eight pounds. And so each one of the little spider legs coming off of it's about two feet in length as well. Whoa. Some hefty tomes. Yeah. So they're basically about cat size. Great. Another one. Oh, no. Pops out from behind Verity. Ah. Lashes out with its ribbon. That is a 13 to hit that your touch AC. That misses my flat-footed AC. Uh, flat-footed touch, touch AC. Oh, yeah, it hits that. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as it streaks out, wraps around you. A 17 to beat your seam D. Yeah. And go ahead and make me a will save as this thing streaks out, wraps around you. Um, Again, its ribbon is like, it's literally like the ribbon you would find to like page mark a book. It's fabric as it just kind of wiggles its way up towards your ear. I roll 11 for 13. We'll save. It reaches your ear. It begins to whisper. Uh, You begin to see these, uh, these flashes of distant lands, of desert expanses, of rocky mountainsides, of the crown of the world at the heart of a blizzard focus in and uh, and fight off the National Geographic burrowing into I can't concentrate with all this noise. A fourth one. Oh, oh my gosh, God. there's so many of them. Begins to skitter from the far side, uh, sliding under the desk near Felix as it begins to rush its way forward. Gwen. Do we have five? What, kind of, what do I need to roll to figure out what the creepy spider books are? <laughs> you may make a knowledge the planes. Oh, God, they're planar. I only roll a six for a nine. My bardic knowledge has not been helping me lately, so I have no (laughs) idea. Uh, Yeah, unfortunately, no. 
All right, well, I'm going to take a uh, five-foot step between... So I'm standing between Felix and Cornelius towards the one that's skittering from across the hallway. I'm going to take a swipe. That's a 19, so that's a threat. Well, I roll a 19, so that's a 23, which is a threat. Nice. Mm. 22, sorry, 22. 22 will hit threat, roll to confirm. I roll a 16 for a 19. A 19 will confirm your critical hit. All right. Wreck it. 16 plus 6 is 22 points of damage. Damn. I'm so done with paper today. (laughs) Right. Never read a book ever again. Uh, Yeah, you swing down, cleave this thing in half. Um, It shatters as you basically slam it in the spine of its, uh, the spine of the book cracks in two as it stops moving. Well, that was a good hit. Thank you. There's still several more. There's some sort of planar creature, but I can't figure out what. Uh, technically, you rolled so wheelhouse. low that you don't realize that they're a planar creature because you didn't actually reach the DC 10 yeah. to realize they're planar. Yikes. Mm. Rude. Book. Book bugs. Book bugs. <laughs> book bugs. <laughs> <laughs> don't let the book bugs bite. <laughs> or lick, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> trying to lick your brain. Very well. It's a good turn. Now the bad things happen. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm already enwrapped by this thing, so. Yeah, what's step two, I wonder? Yeah, what's what's part two after it tries to immobilize you with knowledge? Step one is cuddle (laughs) and poke. Knowledge. (laughs) It's it's basically like trying to do that Neo in the Matrix thing, except it's like, you know, it looks like he's in pain while he's doing it. Mm. It's kind of like that. (laughs) It's just the pain, not the learning. Yeah, it's not the learning. It's just the pain, because I doubt I'm going to become an expert in warfare lore after this. (laughs) Yeah. It'd be an interesting side effect, though. Yeah. If I had a temporary bonus. Okay. So it brings us back around to the top of the initiative, back to the creature. So the first thing that happens is it will roll to maintain its grapple on Cornelius. Great. That is a 17 to beat Cornelius's combat maneuver defense. Yeah. She's so going to keep whispering sweet nothings in your ear. Oh, no, there's some things. They're not, they're not sweet either. Um, so, yeah, it maintains the grapple. I will need uh, Cornelius to go ahead and make me a another will save. Oh, great. Perfect there 20 for a 23. Boom. <laughs> uh, 23 does succeed. Um, however, it does beat your CMD, and therefore uh, you are now pinned as it enwraps you with its ribbon. Oh, my gosh. Climbing up on top of you. Wow. Jeez. Is it on his head? Please tell me it's on his head. Yeah, basically. Yeah, it kind of <laughs> skitters up but grabs onto him, wraps him in its in the ribbon thing as it holds him in place. Right. Uh, Cornelius, again, you feel this. It's still that like you're fighting off this overwhelming sensation of all of these visions of different places and things. I'm really concerned with what happens when I fail this. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Because it's only a matter of time, right? Bringing us to Felix. Okay, so there's two that aren't, that have not engaged in fight yet, right? Uh, no, only... one of them is currently grappling Verity. And the yeah. other, oh, okay. and one, and is the other one is pinned Cornelius, but there's one next to Oliver that's under the desk. Okay, so uh, uh, Felix is going to, like, load her crossbow, squat down, and just, like, right under the desk. <laughs> Very well. The one that it has proved Oliver's... extraordinarily effective against paper thus far. So. Yep, yeah, true. True. we'll see if that continues, because it means I actually get my plus four. Okay, uh, that is a 16 for a 20. A 20 will strike your tiny-sized opponent. For five points of damage. As a bolt slams into this, shoots it across the room before pinning it to one of the bookcase on the far side of the room as it flails about for a second before it falls still. Yeah, it doesn't have a ton of hit points, so that's good. Okay, what these do must be really bad. Yeah. 
It must be yeah, yeah, that's why I'm like, it must be terrible, <laughs> so please get this off of me. <laughs> we go from Felix to Oliver. All right, uh, I do have knowledge of the plane, so I yeah, could attempt know. to figure yeah. out what these things are, and I will do that. All right. That is a 16 for a 25 on knowledge of the planes. I get that bonus to, because this is to identify a creature, I assume. It is. And I'm going to send you this information because oh, this has the God. added benefit of me not having to pronounce this. Lore <laughs> <laughs> roaches here. It's a gishvit. Lore roaches, that's cool. Okay, what's wrong? What? We were not wrong. <laughs> Bookbug was not incredibly inaccurate. Yeah. Um, They're from Axis. Oh, tight. They store knowledge within themselves. They're technically not books. They're living beings. Well, if it bleeds words, we can kill it. <laughs> uh, how many questions do I get about this creature, the Gishvit? With your 25, you may ask three questions pertaining towards the Gishvit. Nice. All right, this time I would like to know about special attacks, please. Yes, yes. please. <laughs> well, we uh, first off, they have an ability known as Ribbon. Um, they do mm -hmm. basically the... Uh, ribbon on this thing is the equivalent of the creature's tongue. Yeah. Unlike normal tiny-sized creatures, they actually have a range of 10 feet with them. Oh my oh. gosh. Uh, they also apply their dexterity modifier to attack rolls. Mm -hmm. um, they also gain a plus eight racial bonus to grapple uh, foes oh that are struck by its ribbon. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so wonderful. despite being tiny-sized creatures, they actually grapple very well. Uh, in addition to this, the Gisfit does not gain the grappled condition while using its ribbon in this manner. Mm. Uh, well, meaning that it fair. does not take any penalties while it's enwrapped someone else. Of course. <laughs> well, that's just no fun. Uh, you're also aware that they have an ability referred to as overwhelm. Uh, the Gishvit's natural inclination is to take its knowledge and share it. Uh, it does this by transferring information within its pages to a single target in an extraordinarily rapid manner that no individual, no mortal being could absorb. Wonderful. Uh, basically, it forces all of this information directly into the grab creature's brain, overwhelming with an onslaught of facts and recorded information from everything else it has absorbed. Uh, sometimes entire lifetimes worth of knowledge. Wow. Yikes. So it's just trying to help. Uh, except I th <laughs> bet that hurts your brain. <laughs> I'm sure it does. Unfortunately, failing the will save will cause you to be staggered, potentially for 1d4 rounds. Oh, um, as you're just Ow. overwhelmed, as you're flooded with all this information. Again, it processes through your brain so fast that you can't actually absorb. Mm. You know, like, uh, you know, cramming for a study or a test or something like <laughs> oh, that. Just long enough to take the test. Just long enough to take the test, then it's all gone. Yep. Great. <laughs> Never to be returned. Uh, that is it for its special attacks. All right. Uh, let's do defenses next, please. Uh, they are outsiders and therefore possess standard outsider traits. All right. In addition to that, they do possess a weakness, and since that is really their only special defense, I'll go ahead and give you the weakness. Uh, they are vulnerable to the erase spell. Uh, an erase spell hey, does hey, uh, 2d4 points of damage to a Gishfit and has a 50% chance of removing all written text within its pages. Oh, uh, no save. Dang. Oh, okay. A Gishfit right. reduced to zero hit points uh, or below in this manner is slain, becoming a blank book. Oh, hmm. weird. Interesting. Hmm. You have one question right. remaining. Uh, special qualities. Uh, it has a single fun. special quality, Ooh. which is its ability called transcription. Hmm. A Gishvit finds pleasure in being a repository of information. It can immediately transcribe information dictated to it and material it overhears. Alternatively, a Gishvit can spend an hour with a willing or unconscious subject, wherein it collects the memories and experiences from that subject's entire life. 
Uh, this transcription process is not dangerous to either the Gishfit or the target. I take it back. This would be a great familiar. Yeah. Information recorded <laughs> and stored in this manner appears as filled pages within the Gishfit's book-like body, and it retain remains there for up to 24 hours after the Gishfit is slain, unless the Gishfit is killed via an erase spell. Another creature can research the pages of a willing or deceased Gishfit. The text inside Gishfit is comprehensible to any creature that can read and knows at least one written language. Hmm. Researching the information within the Gishfit for one hour grants the reader a plus four insight bonus on any single knowledge check in the next 24 hours. And the reader can attempt such checks even if they are not trained in that knowledge skill. So why are they being so mean? It sounds like they're yeah, just like little knowledge monkeys. I know. Like, is it, yeah, is it weird to me that they don't actually mm. sound that dangerous? Like, hmm? I just Maybe want to be just its friend. It's a good question. I mean, unfortunately, uh, I don't know <laughs> if they... <laughs> I don't know anything about how they speak or communicate with each other or, you know, if they... Um, I could give this under the special qualities. They do not speak. Okay. Uh, they do, however, possess true speech. Oh, that's hmm. cool. Oh, so they can so understand, they can understand anything. Yeah. yeah. Yes. It's weird. It's almost like they're like, here, have my knowledge. I'm just trying to help you. But it's like, <laughs> you yeah, know... But it's like, I don't know I how can't. to communicate. Just this jumps on top of uh, it's like a dog that lives outside and is so starved for attention that he just doesn't realize that he's hurting people. <laughs> now you've just feel, made it extra sad. I know. Yeah. Now I feel real bad. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not much to do except protect yourself from the mental onslaught. Oliver steps forward uh, in front of Verity. All right. Supposed to try to get rid of this one before it starts, you know, wrapping itself around her head. Mm, very well. Yes, very true. With a snap, he'll also charge his weapon, making it a plus two weapon. Cool. <laughs> and I roll a 16 on the Ooh. attack roll, which gets me a 22 to hit. A 22 will strike your target as you spend your hand axe and chop down at the creature in wrapping Verity. For max damage, which is 11. Chopping the creature in twain as you crack Woo. down into it and split open the cover of its book as it falls still. <sighs> One left. Cornelius, you're pinned. Yep. <laughs> I suppose Cornelius will just be like, excuse me, Mr. Gishvit. I don't know if how long you've been here, but we have something called consent in this plane. And I will attempt <laughs> to, to escape ineffectively because there's no way that I'll be able to make this. But I mean, you could try an escape artist instead of a combat maneuver. I am going to try an escape artist because it's actually <laughs> yeah. higher than my combat maneuver. I'm going to try to wiggle. Up, yeah. oh, I got wiggle, a nine wiggle, wiggle. for an 11. Uh, Cornelius hops in place, teetering back and forth as he struggles with this book. Ugh. Yeah, that's unfortunately. That's about Somebody it. Somebody wipe this thing off my face. Gwen. trying to teach me. Gwen turns and brings her bastard sword up. Hold still, Cornelius. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> this is for that acid splash. <laughs> I rolled a 12 for a 15. A 15 will strike your target. As you whip the bastard sword around, cleave it into the side of this book. All right, I roll a nine, so uh, 12 damage. As you cleave the creature in twain as it falls to the ground oh, and wow. lays still. <sighs> Barry right. is just now like, wait, what? Something's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was there with the ooze. I remember that. I was going to say it's the polar opposite of that ooze encounter. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Honestly, something a little bit sad about them. I know. They weren't didn't seem to actually be trying to hurt us just heck they no. didn't even inflict any uh, hit point damage on you guys yeah speak for yourself it tried to lick my brain <laughs> it did try to to teach me things in a very unpleasant manner do you want me to make things a little sadder sure no, no. why not they literally can't do any damage 
Uh, they can only do non-lethal damage to render you unconscious so that they can then read everything and then skitter away. (laughs) friends. That's even worse. (laughs) All right, I'm leaving. Bye now. I'm quitting. Goodbye. I feel awful. Yes. (laughs) In this case, maybe. Somehow they got here from Axis, I guess. Very interesting creatures once they're not trying to forcefully inject knowledge into you. Show me that hopping trick you did again. You know, it was helping so much. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about at all. That never happened. I was merely strategizing on how, what magical spell to use to disintegrate it. Oh, is that how that You've works? come a long way from magic missile to disintegrate. Sure. We'll go with that. Let the record show, Gwen, that I was never afraid. Well, that's just a lie. No one even said anything about that. <laughs> she pats you on the shoulder. We're going to have to convince some... Um, oh, jeez, what is her name? Uh, Lady Gale, that was it. She's in the last room behind us sketching Cornelius on one foot. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. She's already sketched me puking my guts out. So. <laughs> to make say, this is a very ignoble... If, if this is fully documented, this is a very ignoble uh, set of events. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, we are level two. <laughs> it is true. We are definitely level two and feeling it. Again, mm. there is part of me that kind of wants to keep these. Is like a... You know, sorry we killed you, but we'll make sure your knowledge continues on. <laughs> yeah, they're all books at this point. There's nothing stopping you yeah. from taking them. Yeah. Looking through the uh, the Gifschwitz remains, you can tell that uh, each one of these seems to have uh, included a great deal of information pertaining towards numerous people's lifetimes, at the very least of experiences. Uh, some of these were great explorers. Other of these were wide travelers or scholars or sages that you're going to guess traveled far and wide and at some point either ran afoul of these creatures or willingly gave over the information. Can't be sure which. Hmm. You have enough time to look over, Felix, the first one of these books that you pick up before all of you hear a creak from the door on the far end of the chamber. Eh? There's a soft, not insect-like buzzing, but buzzing sound. And the door slowly opens to reveal... A sphere of bronze and copper set with a single eye and two large wings coming off of the bottom of its body are two. You're not positive if they're legs or arms in much the same way that an avian's legs almost work as both as it pushes open the door and this mechanical being stares out before fluttering into the room, glancing over the four fallen creatures, before turning its glass gaze towards the five of you. Ah, new visitors to the archives. That is correct. 12, I presume? Yes, I am Factor 12. Ah, Factor 12. Anyone that wishes may make me an ult the planes real quick. Yep, what is this? Uh, I roll a 14 for a 22. Quinn rolls a 7 for a 10. I roll a 14 for a 23, as I assume this is still to identify a creature. Arbiter. Yes. Mm-hmm. Type of inevitable from the plane of Axis. You're quite well read. What business would an inevitable have with uh, a lost archive such as this? I am the curator of the library archives. Mm. As I was entreated upon... In service to the nation of Taldor. So someone summoned you, bound you to a task, 
and then forgot you were down here. It's possible that they forgot that I was down here. Yes. Well, that's just sad. Well, just exactly how long have you been down here? It pauses. 524 years. That is a considerable length of time. That is true. I have 76 years remaining on my contract. Oh, wow. We were sent to find you by your friend, uh, the high priest of... Friend? Yes. Vicar. Vicar is no friend of mine. He is a gremlin, despised, generally speaking, by the inevitables. They are nasty Mm. creatures, prone to break things and cause disorder and chaos, matters of which cannot be abided. They do not recognize the proper flow of all matter in the universe. And yet you abide his presence? I am not contractually obligated to, shall we say, engage in violence. Very good. I am a curator. So as long as he doesn't bother you, you leave him alone. He stays where he is. I used to have a great deal more issue with the creature. However, following the death of the god Aridan, see, mm-hmm. it seems to be less important that this creature is squatting, squatting, uh, impersonating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he is a liar, and of course, that undermines the very fabric of society. But. That is not for me to enforce. I would leave that up to a more potent, inevitable. He mm-hmm. told us you might know a way through the door out of here with all the circles and the magic trap. Yes, of I course. suppose we seek audience with the king that he calls himself. Oh, I understand. And it would seem that I am being rude. Would you care mm. to retire to the reading room? There are places where beings such as you may... How was it said? Take a load off. <laughs> that would be yeah. most delightful. Thank you. Oh, Let's man. go sit to the reading in the room, reading everyone. room. And, uh, yes, let us retire. I'm Count Oliver Darhan, by the way. Ah. Oh, yes, Count introduce Darhan. ourselves. Yeah, we do the, the introduction circle. Yep, we all introduce ourselves. He pauses as if thinking. Darhan. Grant House. White March. Lords of Whitecliff. Just so. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I believe that there is a stuffed griffin that was donated by your family. We have met, yes. Ah, good. <laughs> it is a pale imitation to the perfect clockwork of Axis. Hmm. He gestures to himself as if evidence of perfect clockwork. Yeah. For those who don't know, Axis is a lawful plane. Mm-hmm. It's the truly lawful the plane. True the lawful, lawful plane. plane of pure law, yes. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You guys said he's an arbiter? He is yes. an arbiter, yes. Arbiter inevitable. A little bit more information. Um, they are usually the diplomats and scouts of the inevitables, mm. but they can oftentimes uh, keep a close eye on the forces of chaos um, while also persuading those inclined toward law to keep their faith, basically. So I'm assuming if okay. you are the uh, curator of this area that you know King Daigo, or however the Vicar calls him. The self-appointed... King, yes. I am, unfortunately, very familiar with him. Hmm. He nods to Felix as he leads you back through a uh, the room that he'd exited from, which has a number of uh, cold metal lockers lining the open spaces of this room. Desiccated papers uh, are stacked on various shelves here, while the, uh, the rest of the lockers remain tightly shut. 
uh, thick metal bolts connect additional lockers to the wall here. Uh, some of the lockers reaching up to the ceiling about 20 feet above. What these are, you have no idea. He then leads you from here into a uh, circular or chamber with a circular wooden table and several chairs arranged in the center of this room. Uh, the rest of the room is generally bare of distractions and utterly silent. Um, however, the chairs are, uh, while old and completely wooden, relatively comfortable looking as you make your way in. Factor nice. 12 lets all of you settle in uh, and then flies over to basically just land in the center of the table. Delightful. Yes, I am familiar with the self-proclaimed king. He was once welcome here, as all are welcome here, as he was a guest. Mm. But he is no longer welcome. I'm assuming he graffitied with circles, perhaps. He was permitted to continue to utilize a single journal that was located in the historical archives, ah. as that journal did belong to a Senator Eros Glendower. You mean this one? Yes. <laughs> Glendower initially invited Daigio to come down here, and thus he has remained ever since the senator's unfortunate death. Oh, so he didn't achieve immortality. How did the senator die? I am uncertain. He was involved in a ritual of some complication, it would seem. He had been down here studying extensively. And, judging by the... I believe the mortal term for it would be self-aggrandizing rants that he would go on, <laughs> it would seem that he was, at the very least, somewhat successful. Mm. If... Daggio is any indication. He seems to be particularly long-lived for a creature of the material plane. Do you know what type of creature he is? Vicar said he's short and hairy. <laughs> that is an accurate description. Unfortunately, my knowledge pertaining towards material plane creatures is perhaps even more limited than your knowledge pertaining towards my people. Is he a monkey? Oh, is that what you ask her? <laughs> no, I'm just thinking short and hairy like a person, but not a person. Monkey, mm. right? Chimpanzee even, perhaps. Anyway, that's what Jessica's thinking. I have no knowledge nature, so. He does not appear to be like you. Or like you. Or any of you. I believe all of you are humans. We are, yes. Very well. My knowledge of your kind is somewhat uh, limited. But it does appear to be some sort of uh, resident of your plane. I know mm. that he is separate from the kobold. The kobold? Yes. There is there a kobold down here? Yes. He is a more mm. recent arrival. We've not run into such. He came in looking for, as he described them, scraps. Mm. I informed him that that was not permitted. And since he was not a guest or an individual of such noble esteem as yourselves, as obviously you are allowed access to the archives, being that you are, as indicated by your badges, senatorial aides. Mm, yes, of course. He was interested in removing something from the rare artifacts, of which I told him is permitted, but only for those, shall we say, properly licensed. And mm. unfortunately, I've been forced to restrict those to a degree hmm. due to the recent thefts, hmm. which is why the great king is no longer permitted within the archives. Because uh, did he steal things? Yes, he seems to have an obsession with rings. Mm, again, with circles. Mm. Do you know where this obsession comes from for him? Specifically, no. He spoke at great length pertaining towards his mentors 
studies, those of Senator Glendower. And in particular, Glendower's believe that he could master the circle. Hmm. That oh, might he's be taken it. it literally rather yes. than as the organization. Ah. Huh. Intriguing. So where is this kobold? I believe that he has taken up residence in the greeting room. He says it's his intention to, how do you say, open shop. Oh, we love a shop. <laughs> Hmm. Where is, is this greeting room? Through the door with all the circles. Ah, yes. Hmm. A creation of Dagios. How do we How get do we through that door? Do you through know? that door. Yes, yeah. we triggered the magic on it and had a quite unfortunate experience. Hmm. Well, I am uncertain exactly how the magic works. Ever since the death of the senator, the halls have been unquiet, I think would be the term commonly used. In large part due to the ghost of the senator who seems to still be possessing the walls and halls after he was disintegrated in his attempts at immortality. Oh, that's the senator. And there is an actual ghost down here. It seems that there's a element of truth to the circular magic, if you will, that Daggio uses as he seems to have tapped into something pertaining towards that door. I would assume, considering that it is simply drawn on, that one with a uh, potent enough spellcasting, uh, or in fact, I believe there was a scroll around here somewhere <laughs> that would allow you to erase the marketures mm. on the wall, ah, would be yes, able yes. to remove. I can also, he opens up a plate in his chest, digs around for a couple of seconds, produces a key, have this, of which I use to, shall we say, declare the separation of the archives from the rest of King Daggio's domain. Hmm. If you are wishing to make your way out, you may do so by making your way through there into the south hallway, past the greeting room, and then up through the lecture hall, what Daggio refers to as the Senate of Circles. Beyond that, there is a lounge and a security room, and then you should find a set of stairs that will take you up to the Senate level. Great. Would you mind opening the door for us with your key? And uh, one one more question. Is there anything that might be of use to us in those lockers in the room we just went through? Um, we've encountered quite a bit of resistance, actually, trying oh. to get out of here. But of course. I would be more than happy to show you some of the items in there, and you may be able to take advantage of them. The creature seems to almost like hover and, for lack of a better term, almost like twiddle its thumbs as it hooks its fingers together. However, uh, do understand that there are certain rules for the archive. Mm -hmm. At the moment, I can only allow one item to be withdrawn from this area. Mm -hmm. And you may only borrow said item for a period not to exceed 12 years. Oh, very well. I think we can handle that. That does seem quite reasonable. There were some items that were stolen by the king, uh, Mm -hmm. which is the reason that I can no longer allow other items to be taken. However, if you were to retrieve said items, I would be willing to exchange them. Delightful. Would you be willing to provide us with a list of the items missing? I could provide you with a comprehensive list, if you would so wish. Great. We would indeed. Ah, very well. Anything that would be able to assist you. I am certain that you wish to make your way out of here, as I understand, for a majority of mortals, claustrophobia will start to set in within approximately 78 hours. Oh. Ah. Well, that's good to know. Something to look forward to. Very well. Although Daggio seems to be a substantial exception to that rule. 
In fact, I believe the creature may suffer from a form of agoraphobia, considering his access to a means by which to leave the building, uh, but his refusal to do so. Hmm. Hmm. Perhaps so. Well, let's uh, take a look. Of course. He buzzes up, leads you back into the previous room. Uh, stepping in here. Still, the extended borrowing period is something that I could get yeah, used to. Yeah, uh, a 12-year period is great. <laughs> Hopefully we can wrap up all of our stuff in 12 years. Come back. <laughs> Hope so. But yeah, he can't He can't give us anything until we bring other stuff back, right? He can give us one thing. Hmm. He hovers in there, looks at the various items. It would seem that you are in need of items that may be able to aid you in a, let us say, martial bent. Yes. Potentially. We have had many confrontations. There are assassins loose on the Senate floor. Assassins? Yes. That would seem to disrupt the orderly flow of law and progress for the city. Yes. It did oh, do that. You have no idea. Mm. Yes. Humans have an exceptional means, no offense, of, shall we say, self-sabotaging their own political ambitions and the stability of their own societies. That should be the Senate's new motto. <laughs> it's the short-sightedness of a short lifetime, I imagine. It's quite possible, although I have met many of your kind that have had an exceptionally long sight. You see, I was not always here, and in fact, for some time, I served as the former assistant to the custodian Ifalt C of Seashto. Where is that? Do we know anything? Many um, of those of you wish may make an old the planes. Oh, no. I assume this is not to identify a creature. It is not. Sounds like a place. Nope, rolled a two for a ten. Oliver rolled a 19 for a 26. Killer. Uh, Gwen rolled an 18 for a 21. She knows nothing about, about things for the planes, but oh, hey, that city. Yeah, totally know that. <laughs> Jesus. Showed up in a storybook, so it just stuck. The dangers of bardic knowledge. You know a lot about, you know a little about a lot. Oliver, you are aware that the plane of access, the plane of absolute law is in essence one city. Uh, the entire, entirety of the plane is. Despite that, the metropolis is comprised of municipalities and townships, uh, all the rest of that in what is referred to as the Eternal City. Seashto is one of those districts. You don't remember which one, but you have heard of it before. Is that in Quadrant 3? Yes. Have hmm. you been there? No, absolutely not. I just, for some reason, keep remembering bits and pieces of my planar studies. Ah, it is renowned for the export of the long-necked Yashtoma Gourd. Gazunite. <laughs> when the Yashtoma is dried, its husk can be used for storing liquid or cereals. Of, of, wait, or what? <laughs> cereals. The of Axis has cereals? exports. Huh. Well, it is, of course, one massive city, and therefore objects must be produced and trade moved from other places. The stringy flesh of fresh yamashito serves as a nutritious supplement in animal feed. Mm. However, its greatest value is, of course, its seeds, which are properly dried, ground, and brewed to create the popular beverage, yasht. Hmm. Interesting. I do not drink, but I've heard good things pertaining towards it. Regardless, <laughs> I worked there in the Hall of Final Deeds. Oh. Storing and cataloging the life and events of, shall we say, extraordinarily structured souls. Mm. Extraordinarily structured souls. Who passed on after Phrasma's judgment to their proper reward in the Eternal City. So let's say followers of Abadar usually end up in Axis from what if I If you're understand. lawful neutral. That is where Abadar's uh, uh, plane is over in Axis. It's one mm -hmm. of the districts. Well, great. I actually believe Milani technically has a small section as well, oddly enough, for a chaotic good goddess. 
Yeah. Really? That's weird. Yeah. And technically, there's well, a section there that is still under the control of... Uh, I think it's the Milani section is still hmm. kind of under the purview of Iomide. Yeah. Because Iomide's, of course, everyone goes to heaven, but she inherited all of the followers of Aridin who were lawful neutral because Aridin yep. had a section in Axis. Hmm. Hmm. And, of course, Milani used to be a uh, saint in the faith of Aridin, so... Yeah. yeah. So, let me see what I have here that could aid you. Mm-hmm-hmm. I like the archivist little I'm going mm-hmm. to aid you, humming. I mean he's gotta mm-hmm. he's gotta entertain himself somehow, otherwise this has just gotta be the most boring thing ever. I mean he's immortal and infinite. Yeah. It's like okay, so like I have a contract for like six hundred something years, but I like the fact there was an actual end date on the contract, as usually there aren't when you, you find a lot of these uh, bound <laughs> An inevitable outsiders. checks the dots and the crosses of yep. the T's. Mm-hmm. Yep, perfectly yeah, fair Yeah, they know contract. how to read a contract. I have here the battle axe of Ernish. He retrieves an axe, lays it down. It was a battle axe used by an orc chieftain in the hold of Belskin that was slain by Taldane knights in service to the Knights of Ozum mm. and returned here for archiving. There are a lot of axes in these archives down here. It's a very popular weapon, particularly with the enemies of Taldor, namely the orcs, as well as the dwarves. There is some irony there, but I'm not (laughs) told to express that. Fair. Let's see. Ah, we have here the golden breastplate. He hops down with a golden breastplate, lays it out on the table. Golden breastplate, you say? I have nothing to tell you pertaining towards this. All right. Other than it's golden. Other than it is golden, judging by the design on this, I do not believe, however, it is in fact dwarven, even though it does seem to use dwarven folding technique. Mm. I would assume, therefore, that it was probably a joint effort between the dwarves of the Five Kings Mountains and the elves of Kionan, who use a similar folding technique but make a lighter form of armor. Gwen's going to cast Detect Magic, please. Uh, Both of these are magical. He hovers back up. Ah, I have the boots and cloak of Falspar. He hovers Mm. back down. These were elven boots and cloaks given over to the people of the Vidrian Forest, in particular, the scions of House Falspar. Oh, cool. Hmm. Uh, Let's see. I played a Falspar. Unfortunately, uh, one of my wands is still missing, as it was one of the items that Daggio stole, uh, Mm. as he referred to it as his staff of rulership. I would... Mm greatly like that returned as well. Mm. However, I do have a wand here that you may utilize if you so wish, as I believe it is used to remove disease. Mm. Mm. He Mm. sets that down. That is, unfortunately, all that I have that would be of any true interest or use to any of you, as many of the other artifacts here are, shall we say, more brittle. What does the armor do? Uh, You may make a spellcraft to identify it. I don't know. Somebody identify this armor for me, please. <laughs> uh, Cornelius will give it the three rounds. Uh, nine for an 18. Uh, it is a plus one breastplate. Well, appears to be magically reinforced breastplate. Covered in gold. Uh, what do you get taking 10? Uh, what do I get taking 10? Uh, 19. Uh, with a 19, you are able to identify the other, uh, the axe as being a plus one battle axe. However, you cannot identify the boots or the cloak. Hmm. Well, I don't know about the boots or the cloak. The battle axe is also magical. Mm. Mm, 19. So that probably doesn't get anything. And I got a 21. I don't know if that identifies anything. 
uh, you're able to recognize the cloak as a cloak of elven kind. Hmm. Makes sense. Okay, all right. So no, there's boots that. are probably boots, boots of elven kind. Yeah. Uh, I had an 18 for a 25 on the boots, I suppose. And uh, then... Those are boots of elven kind. Um, it, so I know we're going to bring back stuff to exchange it, but I would really like that plus one breastplate. <laughs> It has a less armor check penalty than the chainmail I'm wearing, and because it's plus one, gives me another bonus to my AC. I mean, you might have the best AC it. in the party right now. <laughs> I mean, if nobody else wants it. Well, I don't know if anyone else can wear medium armor. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, good point. Yeah, none of the rest of us can. Yeah, that's so. true. Well, no, okay. technically yeah. Verity can, but I don't know if it would. It might mess up with her samurai stuff. No, no, sorry. I didn't mean Verity. I meant Felix. Yeah, Felix can <laughs> wear the yeah, chainmail. Yeah, Felix can, yeah. 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 And it has a, the chainmail has a plus six bonus with a maximum dex bonus of plus two. I don't know if you're what your dexterity is. Yeah. Works for me. All right. So I'll take the plus one golden breastplate. It's also gold, which is, you know, Gwen's jam. And then I think it's all we, of our jams to be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we like gold. You take some time to identify these items. I imagine you help Gwen change out of that armor, put on this other armor. Uh, magically reforms and resizes to properly fit her. Which is the best part of magic uh, armor, is that mm. it just always fits, 100% of the time. Gwen, as you're changing, uh oh. as, again, some of those of you are probably helping her get into this new armor, uh, or maybe even chatting a little bit with Factor 12, mm-hmm. you feel a soft buzz in the back of your head as your brooches activate again. Oh, okay. Mm. And a voice comes from an impossible distance. Stavian's assassins are retreating. Pytherius rallied the guard, but the military seems divided. He was seen fighting the assassins, but they were actively avoiding him. Hmm. That's curious. Um, I guess let her know we know the route out. Uh, we'll let's there. see. Yeah. Discovered a way out. Still some complications. More... Yeah, still yeah. complications. We'll hopefully meet up soon. So, High Strategos may or may not have cahooted. He might not have been aware of the plan, but Stavian may have ordered them not to assassinate him. Hmm. He may have been planning to adopt him like we thought once all of this was dealt with. In order to bring stability to the country, presumably. Stavian eliminates all of his enemies, then adopts the High Strategos, and as far as he's concerned, everything's tied up in a neat little bow. I guess. I don't know. After uh, a few more seconds, Lady Lothied's voice returns. Hmm. Oh. We are out of the Senate building. Word of the attack and the Emperor's death has spread to the streets. The city is in chaos. Uh, if you don't have a response, she then goes on with another sending. Yeah, I don't think we really have enough spot. No, we don't really have any. Yeah, I don't know what to say to that. I mean, your relatives are safe. Marilla is taking Eutropia to a secure location. I'm escorting the rest of the survivors to a safe house of mine. Uh, I'd say, be careful. Where do we meet you? We'll do what we can. Yeah. She responds back. I will update you as soon as I know the safe house is still secure. Take care until then. <sighs> Jeez. Well, all we can do now is concentrate on getting ourselves out of the Senate building. Yes. Well, now that we know a way out, hopefully all that's between us is Dalgio. Dalgio. Da- whatever. I'm going to kind of raise <laughs> that. Well, the creature and has a name. 
Hopefully he won't put up a fight and we'll just let us pass. Oh, when well, have we ever been that lucky? And I think it would be best to return the items that he stole. Mm. Yes, but that shouldn't take too long, hopefully. How's everyone doing? It is late. It is, in Where fact, we... about two in the morning. Uh, I mean, and also technically we, the kind of time pressure that we thought we were under is kind of vanished as well. Yeah, I mean, that's true. We still have to wait for her to secure the safe house. And even then, I mean, I mean, the city's in chaos. So, you know, we're actually maybe even safer down here. Probably. As long yeah. as no more spider books try to get us. Yeah, right. Well, we can exactly. retreat back to our safe house, safe house. Yeah. Well, we'd have to pass past the wall confines. Yeah, I was like, let's not do that. I would think like. Well, as long as we hug the wall, we can get past the wall confines. Assuming that all of you are probably having this conversation, you know, in yes. character, Factor 12 will t you know, turn back. You are, technically speaking, permitted to uh, nap and or sleep, if you'd so wish, in the reading room. Sleeping is not allowed in the library. Mm. All right. Well, let's mm. let's nap here. I'm sure it's fine. Yes. Well, let's go okay. get well, everyone else. Yes, first. let's go get everyone else. And I guess let them know what uh, Martella told us. Mm. But yeah, so let Factor 12 also know that we have others yeah, that are... But I would definitely feel better if we rest and I get all my spells and everything, so... Mm -hmm. Yeah, if you give Factor 12 a heads up, you would bob in the air, which you believe is the equivalent of a nod if your entire body is just one sphere. <laughs> I will be happy to make room for you here. Unfortunately, we do not have creature comforts such as you may normally enjoy, but it is a safe place to rest. It's all right. It's better than nothing, and we do appreciate your assistance. Would you care for some light evening reading material? Might as well. Sure. Get my mind off of things. So, I suppose you gather your other compatriots in, mm -hmm. um, explain the situation to them. Apparently things kind of suck up on the surface right now, but sort of under control? This is under control as it's going to be at any rate. Uh, fortunately, the reading room is about 25 feet across by about 20 feet wide. So despite the fact that there's, you know, literally 11 of you, you can make yourselves relatively comfortable. Uh, Factor 12 would make you aware that the door does lock from the inside. Great. We mm. lock it. He, of course, has the key. He doesn't have to sleep. He can just, you know, act as our watch person. Yep. If he doesn't mind. I will not engage in violence for you, as I prefer to avoid violence whenever possible. Well, if... If you could just be sure nothing, if something comes to attack us, if you could wake us up. I would be happy to do so. We appreciate it. Of course. All right, everyone, get settled in. I suppose you, you probably glance around, all of you settle in. Lord Wilfen and Guy kind of set off towards the side. Guy offers to, you know, take a watch if all of you want to do a watch rotation, but otherwise... Yeah, you know, if you say not, he basically bed down, beds down as best he can with his weapon near at hand. Hmm. I figure we should all just get some rest. Yeah. yeah. Lady Gale settles down at the desk and finishes, uh, you guess, writing in her. You're not sure if it's a journal or exactly what she's working on uh, between her either art projects or her writing. Dame Trant finds a place off towards the side and settles in. Uh, it's assuming that, of course, you guys are going to rest easily through the evening. Uh, for those <laughs> of you who need to prepare spells... Eight hours of uninterrupted rest, which is basically almost all of you. I don't think I need the eight. Well, maybe I don't have spells, but I'll sleep. Uh, well, I would definitely like spells, to. Uh, you do, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I definitely mm -hmm. need to get that sleep. 
believe the only one who technically doesn't need to, besides, of course, you know, Faraday who doesn't cast any spells is Felix, because he just as a cleric. Because God loves her. Just, yeah, just pray, yeah. Just pray for spells. Because Abadar loves me. Not true in second edition, Is it edition, bad though. that my first instinct is still to go, I'm sorry? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> hey, we like gold. Hey, Abadar, I think we cast as uh, Nicolaj uh, Costervaldo, and I oh, will take true. that man as my god. <laughs> <laughs> that's just weird. That got real weird real fast. Goodness gracious. That handsome man. Yikes. For once, it's Rachel mm. being thirsty and not me. Anyway. <laughs> Oliver probably has a hard time actually getting to sleep. <sighs> Again, Jeez. I suppose all of you try to settle down after all this is, uh, after this very difficult, very shocking evening. Oh, does anybody have any uh, healing left over, by the way? Like, oh, I do. I should probably heal myself and you. Yeah. I could I'm do channel, injured. but that's all I got left. Mm. Yep. So you settle in. You rest. You wake up some hours later. Uh, I suppose most of you feeling relatively well-rested. Probably Felix being the first to wake up, do her morning prayers and all the rest of that. Everyone else... Settling and getting up uh, again, none of the, uh, with the exception of Zubari, who wakes up with Felix, and there's the, you know, the sound of them praying. I imagine together, since you know they're both Abadarian priests, yeah, priests and priestess. Again, I believe uh, Oliver and Cornelius. Neither of you have a spell book. We have the no, spell book that Cornelius found, I believe, correct. or that was gifted to him. But yeah, we don't have our own spell books with yeah, us. Yes, so I don't know what's in there that maybe is something we could prep. Since, uh, actually, I don't think you've even given it to Oliver because Oliver has read magic. He can immediately determine what's in there. Well, yeah, we haven't had time, so I can, yeah, I can easily do that. And I can prepare read magic from memory. Correct. So, uh, so first off, it does contain basically every zero level spell. Mm. So go nuts. Okay. Nice. Hooray. It also has burning hands, mage armor, magic missile, and featherfall. Ah, magic missile. As far as personal spells are concerned. Okay. Featherfall is always helpful. So I will prepare Mage Armor and Magic Missile then out of that, and then all my normal cantrips. Uh, in addition, this isn't probably a help for you guys right now, but it also contains uh, Animate Rope, Blur, Flaming Sphere, Hypnotism, Mount, and Web. Whoa, that's actually a pretty good list. I would say some, that's definitely some, some stuff on there I don't have in my normal coverage. spellbook. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, most of those are second-level spells. So Yeah. yeah. It still matters for selling purposes at the very least, too. For selling purposes or holding on to it to yeah. transcribe it later. Yeah, yeah. Like after we can transcribe it. But you rest up. Uh, wake up the next day, prepare your, your spells and all the rest of that stuff. I imagine use a couple charges of those wand. Uh, create some food and water. You have to get kind of inventive here where you basically get to go back to the, the archive room. And it's like, all right, well, here's some like 600, 800, 1200-year-old bowls and cups and goblets and things. Let's just... Grab all this so that we actually have something to eat with. Yep. I'm just summon yeah. some finger food. It's fine. It's just little sandwiches, <laughs> little cucumber sandwiches. It's a high tea. We still need something to catch the water at the very least. Yeah. It's a simple fare of your choice. Hmm? Ah, finger food so as I think it sandwiches is. Sandwiches would count as finger food. Highly yeah, nourishing if rather bland. So yeah, cucumber sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Um, goodness. But I imagine you you settle down, you have your breakfast and everything. Guy settles down next to uh, uh, probably Oliver and Verity. Hmm. Again, there's not enough seats at the table, so. Yeah. I'm certain that uh, everyone here basically defaults to all of you to have the chairs at the table instead of them, because all of you are of higher station. Yeah, Verity will take a chair because she is worth it. (laughs) (laughs) 
Very well. well I will sit on the floor by myself. No, no. Also, many of these are young whippersnappers, and they can sit on the floor. True. <laughs> I, I wanted to take the opportunity to thank all of you. You're welcome, but um, we're simply doing our part. <laughs> well, I, I think it's fair to say the rest of us would be somewhat lost down here without you stepping in. Here, here, Wolfen says as he kind of toasts a glass of water. I, uh, after losing Lord Manshum, I had somewhat lost hope. Oliver grips the man's shoulder. I can understand that. I'm sorry for your loss once again. <laughs> we'll make it through this, though. I should hope so. Lord Manshum was a good man, a good knight. He'd. It didn't seem possible for him to be slain the way he was. But I suppose it goes to show what happens if all it takes is one moment of surprise. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to no. take up your time. It's quite all right. We're all in this together. Gel glances up, folds her book, closed. I think he is just trying to be. It is difficult for us to be in this situation. And he is telling the truth when he says that it's very fortunate for all of us that you are here. And that you've chosen to aid us such as you have. And Guy and I were talking some last evening, and when this is all done, I know he mentioned wanting to um, entertain you or repay your kindness. And I would wish the same, although my family is not so wealthy as to be able to offer much. Needn't offer anything, but... If ever we're in the area, we'd be happy to meet with each of you. Yes, a new friend is always welcome. Absolutely. Of course, Lord Wolfen says. And, Serki, if you need help managing your new lands and title, we would be more than willing to help. <laughs> um, thank you. I'm, I'll admit I, uh... It can be a lot, even if you were raised to knowing that you were going to take over lands. I'm sure the senator was planning on training you for such. He taught me how to fight and to protect myself. He taught me the code of chivalry. Um, balancing a budget was not in the, uh, the list of things that he instructed me in. And, uh, well, as... in that respect, I can definitely help. <laughs> Wait, the scales are supposed to balance... <laughs> oh, Oliver, where are your lands, by the way? I'm not very familiar with the Manchun family. Uh, we're f from the Northern Tanda Prefecture. Oh, no. Oh, well, you're area. just in our neighborhood then. Well, um, actually here, I made this for you guys. Oh, hey. Uh, so Tandak is down here. Northern Tandak is up there. Oh, never mind. So it's actually He's far very away. far away. <laughs> Just kidding, friends. I was going to say oh. that I'm up even further north in uh, Avon. Yeah. Hardy's like there. Well, then you're next. Your neighbors with our good friend. So I'm Cornelius. actually probably actually one of the closest. Lord Manchun found me when I was a child. I was born in Galt and fled south oh. and became lost in the fog peaks. The Lord was on a patrol in the mountains, southern range. I hadn't even realized I'd reached Taldor. But he took me in and cared for me. His 
wife and son had passed away the winter before. He was very kind to me, but I never expected this. I don't think any of us did. Wolfen smiles. I'm certain that there are many people who'd be more than happy to aid you and, and figure out how to uh, to set up your lands. Verity looks at that kid and looks at Gee and says, just be careful of relying too heavily on others and trust yourself. Your instincts will get you by more often than not. Oh, of course. I'll- Oliver puts his foot in his mouth like, mine don't. (laughs) (laughs) We don't listen to you, man. (laughs) What would his actual title be now instead of sir? I'm sure. Is is he lord? He would be a lord. He's a lord. He would technically be Lord Manshum now himself instead of Sir Guy Vastian. I suppose calling you Sir Guy is actually incorrect now. It would be lord. Hmm. Uh, I suppose you're right. My... Lord Menchum only knighted me last week. What? So this is all a bit of a um, an extraordinary uh, change of circumstance for me. But if you, of course, ever find yourself in northern Tandak, I know the lands quite well and be more than happy to aid you however I can. We appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. And if you're ever in it, uh, if you're ever in the Blackwood area... Blackwood Swamp area or Casimir, you're welcome to stay or visit. We've traveled, we traveled uh, through Casimir on a number of occasions. Mm. Uh, my lord would often travel up the Selwyn River. It's it's how I met Lady Gill. In fact, cheap yeah. hmm. nods. I was kidnapped. Oh well, that's <laughs> frightful. You're Truly. very nonchalant about that. <laughs> well, oh, she's she not clearly more. was freed. <laughs> it was an unfortunate turn of events. But unfortunately, I did have to spend some time in the River Kingdoms as I was captured by river pirates there. Whoa. (laughs) I have certain unladylike um, pursuits. Guy shakes his head. It's... Gil makes masterful travel journals. If you haven't seen her art and such, she has one from her trip down the Sphinx River that garnered her a great deal of uh, interest, and she started working on one on the River Selen. My lord and I traveled... Uh, north, uh, her father and Lord Manchun are, are old friends. And I would have gone also. Wilfen holds up a hand. I, I was there too. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, I wasn't able to get away from uh, my family estate at the time. Uh, but hmm. We all know how that is. Let's be real. He's craven. We all know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> my dear Lady Gale, don't worry about what people consider unladylike and just do what you please. She shrugs. I, at the very least, will have many more stories to tell after this evening. Oh, please leave out the vomiting. Yes, uh, <laughs> I would appreciate that if you would. I would never want to besmirch you, good count, uh, especially <laughs> considering your heroics. I, I don't know if I've done much of anything, but I appreciate that. Well, I think we've all learned that the historian and bard's tales are heavily edited. You slayed a <laughs> griffin, Oliver. What? No, that wasn't a true griffin. It was only a griffin in form. <laughs> it was mostly a, dead already. But a bard yes. might say that you slept a griffin. Says. I don't want to hear from uh. you, Wilfin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm over that kid. He's like, uh, yeah, no. Wilfin, you weren't in the room. Shut up. <laughs> you weren't in the room. And of course, when this is all said and done, uh, yeah. <laughs> if you do find yourself in need of any arms or weapons or such, I hope that you'll reach out to the Botel's family. 
Oh, is that their deal? Um, I can't remember if you guys actually made a knowledge nobility on them. Uh, no, I don't think, think we so. did. If we did, no. we would have. A little bit tied up in, you know, disaster I know that The only thing we had to do with, like, weaponry and stuff was um, Senator Price wanting to Pace. go buy, or Pace wanted to go buy yeah. a bunch of weapons. But can we knowledge nobility now? <laughs> yeah, you can make a knowledge nobility if you so wish. Like the Boltels. What the heck do they do? You just said weapons. Uh, 13 for a 20 for my knowledge nobility. Uh, 10 for a 20 for me. Hey, we kind of maybe know about these folk. 17 yeah, for a 27 for Gwen. <laughs> I got a 17 for a 24. And a 15 for a 25. So we don't, we're not good at a lot of stuff, but we know some knowledge nobility. Well, you gotta know where you get your good weapons. The hotels are a somewhat interesting story. As you're kind of thinking about that, especially because they're from Northern Opars, so they basically are bordered on the Tandak Prefecture to begin with. So they're not far from some of you. Um, and considering that the Kastners are from Oparis, they're technically part of the same noble families in the same prefecture. Cornelius Verity, you've both heard of the family and know that they have, uh, they've been a family that has been in long decline. Mm. Uh, that being said, they've always been kind of renowned for their uh, connections, mostly trade connections, which is probably especially where both the uh, Marisets mm-hmm. as well as the Corsinas have some connection with them. Uh, Felix, you know much the general same. Um, although you have heard some rumors of them having a recent windfall. Uh, Oliver and Gwen are aware that they um, nearly literally had money fall into their laps recently. Uh, this was about four years ago where a meteorite crashed into their barren fields in northern Oparis, comprised of a king's ransom of adamantium. Oh, wow. So they got lucky. They got uh, this basically so lucky. took... Lord Wilfen from being kind of like the lower tier nobility, but has some old money and all the rest of that stuff to suddenly uh, catapulting him to being a highly sought after bachelor in especially the Oparis prefecture. Mm. This is even more so uh, starting about a year ago um, when he inherited all of his, all of the money from his family uh, due to the sudden death of his father. Sudden death, you say? Uh, he apparently fell down some stairs at his manor. Oh, uh-huh. fell down some stairs. Uh-huh. Yep. Curious right. and curious, sir. Actually, with your check being that high, you are aware that uh, Wilfin was investigated due to the suspicious nature of the accident. However, he was cleared of any charges. Sure he was. He had then been oh. subsequently staying uh, after that with his uh, uncle, Senator Devlin Manchum. So why is he all freaking bent out of shape about, like, Guy getting adopted? He, he wanted to be the senator. metric F-ton of money. Well, you can always have more, right? I mean, One, you, can, al- you can never have enough money for these people. And two, he wants the power as well that comes yeah. with yeah, having Jessica's a bunch of money. hit it on the head where the mm. um, Manchun senatorial seat is inherited. So technically, mm. Guy will be a senator. Yeah. Mm. On top of Which everything else. He basically went from being political refugee to 20-year-old lord and senator because of one sheet of paper. And we love him mm-hmm. because now he's our friend. And we have another <laughs> senator that's our yep. friend. And we like making friends. How does making allies among noble houses and stuff, like, is there houses where it's like, even though we're not in the same prefecture, you're kind of like a vassal to higher nobility stuff kind of work? Because Guy needs to be protected from his cousin. Well, so as far <laughs> as vassalage is concerned, no. It would need to be a prefecture and it's all part of the chain of command. Yeah. We don't think he's that stupid. I think he's okay. But I guess what I'm wondering is, like, could Gwen make, a, like, an official declaration of, like, friendship with his... If you're connected via, like, trade deals or partnerships and all the rest of that, mm-hmm. there's that understanding. But as far as things like... Uh, but no, as far as being a vassalage, the only family that he would be a vassalage to would be um, probably House Falspar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As they're one of the... Um, 
Actually, they are the grand house of the Northern Tandak Prefecture. Hmm. Yes, if we have a need of uh, adamantine weapons, we'd certainly come to you. Of course. Gwen I've, bites her uh, tongues, bef- bites her tongue before she says anything about falling downstairs. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> unfortunately, um, we're still looking for a, a proper arrangement, a deal, if you will, with the Five Kings Mountains. But the dwarves are as uh, bullheaded and stubborn as the rocks they live under, so it's been somewhat difficult to convince them to uh, aid us in the manufactory. Considering history, can you blame them? Well, one would hope that they would be willing to see an opportunity. And besides, uh, that was hundreds of years ago. There are dwarves that are still alive that remember <laughs> that. It's, in- it's an interesting perspective, Oliver says in Dwarven. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry? Hmm? Oh, sorry. Um, that is, I imagine it is a <laughs> difficult uh, situation you're in, yes. I've been trying to negotiate a trade deal. I'm not going to learn their language. If you ever need assistance in negotiating trade deals, that does happen to be something my family is quite skilled at, and I'm sure we can have an arrangement of some sort. I'm certain we could come to a fine arrangement. uh. We already went, ooh, money, hold on. (laughs) (laughs) Be more than interested to spend some time uh, talking with you about that, Baroness. Of course. Once we solve our current quandary. Yes, that does seem to be what our current focus should be. And then we can talk trade deals. Yes. Does it seem like Lady uh, Gale and Lord Gee are kind of like, you know, a thing? Or are they just friends? Did she save it? Or did he save yeah. her? Is, is that like a yeah. deal? You can make a sense motive. So I would love to sense the motives. I would motives. love to sense motives. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am definitely do that. sensing a I'm going to get it so wrong Begin if I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, she oh seems smart. Oh my god, smart. they hate each other. Because <laughs> he made it sound like, you know, him and the senator were the ones that helped save her from the pirates. And, you know, she's here with them. We've always been like, why is this random woman here with them? And now that makes sense. Well, they met on the Selen River when she was kidnapped. Gwen Verity, you get the feeling that there's something going on there. Mm -hmm. Felix, you get the feeling that there's something very complicated going on here. Mm. Okay. Well, there's a certain sense that maybe she does appreciate Guy, but the story is almost too good. Mm. Ah, that's the story they tell people. Well, not, not even necessarily that. It's almost that maybe there is some interest there, but it might be either exasperated or confused with the fact that it it feels like everyone wants that to be the romantic story mm. that ends the uh, play. I mean, that is what we all thought. I mean, <laughs> yeah, everyone goes, oh, yeah, he rode up there and saved her. And, and obviously mm-hmm. that means that, you know. Yeah, that hmm. all of her affection will be immediately driven towards him. And she's maybe interested in him, but maybe also somewhat... Uh, repelled by the idea of pursuing that because as you can tell she's already not a stereotypical Taldane noblewoman she seems to like mm-hmm. to travel and do tr- journal logs and yeah. we should be friends mm-hmm. we should be friends child all the rest of that I mean it, you can also cool tell that the, oh Wilfred has a thing for her well <laughs> going to guess that you don't really know uh, technically all you any of you really know is that her family is a lesser family mm-hmm Whereas Wilfin seems to be kind of interested, maybe in a purely physical manner. Yeah, he probably mm-hmm. just wants to up his station. Yeah. Although you know now he's given kind of like you know smiles and you know nods. Uh, you know going over to chat up Verity now that she's made some interest about like <laughs> aiding her his business and all the rest he's of that stuff. He's
<laughs> what was he the last name for that. him again? I forgot. I only know she his first name. She is the cougar that will eat you up. Uh, Batolas. Nom, 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 nom. I've got to make myself a note because that sounds like a lucrative endeavor. <laughs> I mean, sometimes you do luck out and a meteor just falls on your property full of metals sure. that make you... Yeah. Well, I mean, he's young. He doesn't seem to that much about That things. is the equivalent of winning the lottery because that's a finite resource <laughs> that doesn't just, you yes. know, come around every day. But if I can it's get true. myself in with the dwarves on the manufacturing and then inevitable export and trade routes. Anyway. Yep. This is all it hurts me so much to play him being bad mouthy towards the dwarves. So oh, goodness. <laughs> the dwarves are fine, upstanding yeah. people. <laughs> I mean, you also got to appreciate the fact that they have forges hot enough to work adamantine as it needs an mm-hmm. exceptionally hot fire. Yeah, well, that's the reason it. they can't do anything here in Taldor. Yeah, they don't have yep. we, there's no fire hot enough. How does Dame Trant seem to be doing this morning? I was going to say she's been unusually quiet. <laughs> sure, she still messed I mean, up. Again, she's mostly just been kind of keeping to herself. It's up to you if you want to talk to her. She doesn't seem to want to volunteer anything, it seems. I mean, Gwen's probably just going to ask her how she's doing this morning. And if she wants to volunteer, she can. If she wants to blow me off, she can. Gwen's not going to care either way. It's just, I feel like I should check in with you because you just saw your dad murdered and that sucks. You settle, I suppose, down next to her. Mm. Yeah, this conversation's going off on off to the side. I imagine, again, Wilfen's kind of slid his way over there and starting to talk to Verity <laughs> about all the rest of this and stuff. And Gwen wants to go, hey, you know she's been married three times and all her husbands are dead, right? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> It's true. How ironic. All my father figures have died. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Gwen would slide down next to Dame Trant and ask her how she is this morning. I don't suppose I rightly have an answer. That makes sense. Well, neither one of my parents were killed in such a violent manner. They both have passed, and it was a chaotic time. My mother died when I was very young. I'm sorry to hear that. My father raised me on his own. He could be a harsh man, but he was also very caring. He taught me that politics is not the game for the faint of heart, but he loved his empire, and the prince repaid that with treachery. He would have done anything for Stavian, and he just murdered all of those people, and I cannot forgive that, and I can't get my revenge. Hmm. He's dead. So what do you tend to do? You may make me a diplomacy check. Go ahead and get a plus four circumstance bonus for being sympathetic. Yes. So I get a, I roll a 13 for a 25. Ooh, really good. Nice. She looks you in the eye, looks across the room at everyone else, engaged in their own conversations. If you had asked me last night, when we had our little confrontation, I would have told you I would do whatever was necessary to keep Taldor strong. But what I saw last night was not strength. I don't know what hand, if any, the High Strategos had in what happened. But if he was the choice for Grand Prince Stavian, then I think the Grand Prince has shown how ill-advised his considerations are. Mm. Gwen nods. I suppose what I'm going to do next is see if I can do something to restore my father to life. Although I can only imagine with all the money flying around right now that there will not be a diamond left in Opara before the week's end. And if I cannot restore my father to life, then I will take a seat. Where are the trants from? Are they from, like, are they in Opara? Yeah. And I will ensure 
that Stavian flunkies never achieve the power that they had now. I don't know the truth of it, but the High Strategos was either complicit or incompetent. I suppose I'm on your side now. <laughs> I met the High Strategos when I was a child, and he was bloodthirsty then, and I can't imagine age has tempered that. I, I always assumed that ruthlessness was the price of having strength and security. And last night, it showed me that ruthlessness buys nothing. Just more bloodshed. I don't know much about the Princess Utropia. I can only hope that the apple fell very far from the tree. From what I know of her, it has. You evaded me here. And I'm sorry that we got off on the wrong foot. I'm going to be honest, I don't like bullies. So I may have been particularly harsh last evening. But I am sorry for your loss, and I'm glad that we've come to a place of agreement. Very well. I suppose now it is a matter of putting things behind us. Doing what is best for Taldor. Well, we have our way out of here, fortunately. And, and then we can see to it that the Senate's vote is put into practice. I imagine the High Strategos will be playing his hand soon, especially if it was to seize the throne. Then I suppose we both will have our work cut out for us after we're out of here. Gwen nods. So much work. So much <laughs> shenanigans. All work all the time. Oh my. But Gwen would stand up and offer a hand down to help Dame Trant up and we need to get out of here, guys. <laughs> yep. She takes its stance. I suppose all of you uh, collect yourselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, make your way back out from here, I would imagine, back out into the uh, the central hallway that runs the the length connecting the the archives over towards the Temple of Aroden, or Aerodine, so, whichever you prefer. Aerodine, <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> uh, and somebody, ca- I guess we're going to have to cast that erase spell, because I don't... Yeah. I will go ahead and read that off. Uh, first off, I'm going to cast Mage Armor on myself before we <laughs> do anything else, because uh, I'm mm. so squishy. Now, fortunately... Uh, normally speaking, for magical writings, this would actually require a check. However, in this trap's case, it does not. Uh, hey, the erase nice. will automatically affect that, erasing the runes covering the surface of this door. Yay. Cool. Uh, and again, Factor 12 provided you with a key. So Delightful. <sighs> Verity takes the key out, puts the key in lock and turns it, and then hopes she doesn't fall into some horrible abyss. You take out the key, place it into the lock. As you said, turn it. There's a soft click. I'll pick it up here next time. All right. Yeah. I'm sure nothing bad about it. I'm sure everything is fine. Do that whole, like, fine. open the door and it's just nothing but darkness beyond. An infinite void. No God. There yep. should be a kobold with his little kobold shop on the other side <laughs> yes, of the store. Yeah. He just set up a little shop of just knickknacks. You guys I'm looking forward to the kobold supplies. shop. His name I is Big I would love to make a purchase, I guess. Yes. Obviously, this place adheres to the rule of exit through the gift shop. Yes. <laughs> yes. I love a little shop. There you are. Tiny uh, yeah, thank exit. you all for uh, for listening, for joining us once again. Thank, of course, again to our patrons for their uh, phenomenal continued support. Um, we'd like to thank a couple of them by name right now. Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, so I would like to start with uh, thinking Steve Gettys. I think actually we talked to Steve on it. I did not necessarily talked, but uh, I know that uh, Steve has been a longtime supporter, and I think he sent us some books sometimes. 
Neat. Ah, very good. Very good. He was the guy that sent us the giant book box full of like all uh, the Pathfinder books that he was getting rid oh, of. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. Steve's great people. Thank you, Steve. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I'd like to thank Mike Minotillo. I don't know how to say that name, but that's what I got. <laughs> Minotillo, maybe? It's two Minot- L's. It feels Spanish. Yeah. Minotillo. Yeah. Minotillo would be correct. Yeah. I, I don't no know why idea. I did an I'm Italian wilt on it, but I did. Such is life. <laughs> this isn't Hell's Rebels. Eminem over here is our favorite. We love him. Yes. Goodness. <laughs> He's got two And ends. I would like to thank Denive Kaios. Kaloy. Kaloy. It's, it's Denive, our head moderator on our on yes. our Discord. Well, I don't know mm-hmm. how to say words, but uh, <laughs> thank you, Denive. It's going to be a reoccurring j- game of us just butchering people's names. Oh, we're going to be butchering names is the way only Americans we love can. You, pa- we love you, patrons. But yes. Thank you. Some voice said you yeah. get a pronunciation guide know. sent in and with you, your name. Yeah, or you just get what, you know, we tried. That's we true. work hard. <laughs> true. Thank you. We work uh, hard. Speaking yes. of Heather, uh, I would like to thank Patrick Moore. Uh, Heather gets the easy one. Thank you, Patrick. I can pronounce yep. that name. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Patrick. Uh, and I would like to thank, once again, I feel like I got the best one, uh, Ten Lawn Gnome. <laughs> I thought you were going to just say it as one sentence. I like it. I, now I like I'm just imagining a gnomes. giant, like, multi lawn spanning gnome, like a Godzilla yeah. gnome. <laughs> Godzilla gnome. Godzilla gnome. They just form up into a Voltron thing. Yeah. <laughs> I recognize that handle, though. I think I think we've seen For a sure. number of comments from uh, from Tin Lawn Gnomes before. And uh, I would like to thank Epi. So thank you very much for Just your support Epi. and help. We love yeah. it. We're here for Epi. it. Mm-hmm. Short I especially to the like Epi's pen. Sure. Uh, <laughs> As somebody with allergies. <laughs> So yeah, thank you all, and of course, thank our uh, Find the Path tier patrons as well, being uh, Ann here, Eric Junker, Gary S, Jessica Vetterly. I think I s- pronounce your names differently every single time. Yeah, you do. Uh, it's Kevin, awesome. Yep. Kevin Edife, Lewis Ellis, Lisa Junker, and TJ Khan. Thank you all for your continued yes, patronage you. and support. And we, we try to pronounce it. your names, and we're very sorry, and we try, and we love you all very much. Once you all look up the, <laughs> the spelling of a lot of things in the Adventure Path, you realize we misspell or mispronounce a lot of the names. Yep. Ah, yes, it's true. The sad thing is, well, at the very least in the Adventure Path, you can assume that they're all pronounced vaguely how they're spelled. But you never know with English or any other language, for that matter. Anyway. Uh, thank you all for your continued support, and uh, I suppose for those of you who are writing us in to let us know that we're mispronouncing your names, then we'll eventually find that out, although due to yes. the fact that we record somewhat ahead, uh, you might have to wait a month or two for your names to be pronounced correctly. So, yes. anyway, thank you we'll for continued patronage look forward to our, our not only reading off the, our patrons' names, but also the corrections <laughs> that we have to read. Yes. <laughs> we'll issue we'll like like the following uh, corrections <laughs> in an earlier release of this episode. <laughs> uh, regardless, though, thank you all for your continued support, and until next time, good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Pathfinders. Good folks. luck out Bye. there. I like that we're just adopting a bunch of youths. Just like, ah, yes, I mean, this one. We know, shall take them under our wing. Army, yes. Right? yes. <laughs> Except for that one youth. You can have Wilfred. I'll keep the one that has all the adamantium. That seems pretty great, honestly. <laughs> yeah, apparently What he's he doesn't know is I'm using him for the adamantium. Yeah, I'm just here to get a cut of that deal. I don't And then your husband curse can take care of it, and it's fine. Find the Path Ventures is an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. War for the Crown is copyright 2018. War for the Crown and the Pathfinder Venture Path are trademarks of Paizo.
All Pathfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission. Uh, Felix is running off. <laughs> I didn't do... Oh, sorry. There's a cat on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> What hits the editing room floor? This <laughs> cat attack. Just like, nah, you're out of here. Oh man, run for arrows. it. <laughs> oh.